What's up, bitches? It's your boy Brian back for another episode of Bitchin' with Brian. That's right. Um, this week's episode, I think, is going to be very interesting. Uh, if y'all listened to the last episode, then y'all know I wanted to touch up on Candace Owens. For those of y'all who don't know who that is, Candace is the communications director of Turning Point USA, and it is my understanding that uh, her objective is to garner support for the Republican Party. Now, I am not a Republican, and I don't consider myself a Democrat either. I tend to be a moderate, just depending upon uh, the situation or what's going on. But I do like how Candace tends to challenge the norms of politics, uh, particularly in the black community. So that is what I'm going to focus on in today's episode. And of course, I got my girl Rolanda back on the scene. That's right. Because, you know, all my friends can bitch every now and then. And she definitely came with it. I love how she articulates herself and she is able to form her own opinions. So we don't have to agree, but we both respectful about it. And that's why I fuck with Rolanda. So she's going to be back here in just a second. But before we get started, we do need to pay these bills, guys. So hang on. We got a word from my sponsors. All right, guys. So now that the bills are paid, um, y'all, please give a hand clap of praise to Rolanda. Welcome back, Rolanda. Hi, guys. I did want to say um, everybody loves you. I have to say that because it's true. And I got so many messages and texts and and just support and love for you. The people love you. They fucking with you. So I'm fucking with it. And Aww. we're here for it. That's right. That's right. Um, but. I want to jump right into it. We were talking uh, last time and we didn't want to get too much into a tangent about Candace Owens. And I want to know your thoughts, you know, because it's fresh on your heart, like I said. And for me, I've been watching her for a few months now. So I just want to know your initial thoughts. What were you thinking um, just from what you've seen so far? I was all for her um, in the beginning when I um, saw her interview on the Rubin Report. Uh-huh. gave some um, background information about like how she was a part of this um, I guess conspiracy um, frenzy where she was trying to um, start a a campaign or like an organization that was about anti-bullying and then ended up having the media contact her to kind of pretty much sabotage and shut it down completely mm-hmm. um, because her organization was supposed to be the uh, organization that was going to have some type of technology where they could actually figure out who the anonymous bullies were online. Yes, and they had a, a very severe issue with that because they felt like that pulling that... So from my understanding, she was able to gather that information. She compiled a list from, I believe she said it was Facebook that she got all the information from. Um, the technology never even existed from my understanding, but it was the fact that they believed that she had that technology is what caused them to start attacking her. Yeah, they thought she was locked and loaded and all she needed to do was just get a couple of more dollars from her Kickstarter that right. started to get the ball rolling. But mm-hmm. honestly, she needed the Kickstarter to even get the money to start creating this. Uh, right. So, which I was like, oh, okay, cool. Like, I'm all for that because, you know, we do know that um, whenever there's something good going, you know, getting started, um, some way, somehow, the government gets in there and kind of shuts it down. And you just can't have anything that's like legitly for the people nowadays. Oh, yeah. No, that that's almost a sin nowadays. It's so sad. Yeah. Like, you know how they always say that there's cures for HIV and cancer. But, you know, whenever... There's don't like, even get me started on yeah, Dr. Sadie. You know? <laughs> Please don't. That would be a whole other tangent. But yes, I mean, I'm with you. I'm the only one, you know, and, and for whatever reason, those people end up, you know, dying and being ruled as a suicide. But that's neither here nor there. So, you know, I was all for her um, when it came to that, hearing that story. Um, but that story made her decide that she no longer wants to um, agree with liberals or any type of democratic um, right. views it kind of turned her she doesn't want to call herself a republican but she's a, a conservative right so like an independent a conservator a free thinker which mm-hmm. i'm all for free thinking um but i do have an issue with um some of her messaging because it does seem very conflicting and she sounds like a contradiction 
And I mean, and I would love <laughs> to have the actual conversation with her because me too. The people that she she does have conversations with, I see a pattern in her behavior, and it's really disturbing. And it's like no wonder why when you're talking about like, oh, I no longer have you know a lot of friends or people you know send you know nasty messages or death threats. It's like okay. I can see how that's happening because you you do some offensive things and you say offensive things. Can you give me some examples? Yes. So (laughs) let's jump right into it. So she says that she, you know, um, works for volunteers for organizations um, that pretty much tackles the issue of um, men not being at home to raise their kids like so right trying to she said she's a big activist for trying to get fathers back into the homes because you know people are children are raising themselves or you know mothers are struggling like fathers need to be in the home absolutely like i'm all for that's not what my problem is with her and then she also talked about the welfare system and about how welfare is what's ruining um you know America and she said specifically um, black people right right right. and she also says that um, she her mission her main mission too is to reach out to the black um, community to get them to hear and um, accept some of the conservative views because she says a lot of um, ideas that the liberals push and their narratives is pretty much lies and right, they're detrimental to the to the black community, according to her. Right. Right, right. right. So I'm throwing out all of these things and you're like, okay, well, what's wrong with that? There's nothing wrong with any of those things that she's pushing. But in the same tone, in the same breath, she also, when asked um, on the Rubin Report interview that she did, if she believes that there's a systemic racism, she says, no, she doesn't believe that that exists, which is like, okay, well, that's contradiction because you're out here you just said you're fighting um, men not being able, like being taken away from homes and specifically saying like, she doesn't believe that because somebody is on drugs that they should get locked up for years. Like that should be something where they get on programs to get help versus going to jail for. And it's like specifically, you know, she's, um, she's trying to do it for like the black community. Right. Uh Mm-hmm. But she also believes that there's no such thing as racism in this day and age. She says this time of um, this era that black people can do way more than they ever could do um, in history. But then she also says that she's all for the make America great again because she says the baby boomer area what uh, era or Jim Crow era, which she's literally said out of her mouth, was the best era for Black people because Black people were um, doing really well financially. You know, there was a lot of prosperity, which in mm-hmm. some in some um, instances that was true. But then she talks about how when LG, LBJ um, implemented the welfare system, that pretty much killed all of that. And it's affecting us decades later as a culture. Which mm-hmm. is true. So then how can you say you don't believe that there's any type of systemic racism? And I agree with that. I mean, I definitely agree with that. Like, I, I like the fact that she is challenging the norms. I like the fact that she is called, or encouraging people to think for themselves. But she is a human, and, and all humans, I think, are fallible. Um, and I think in that case, you're absolutely correct. Like, I don't agree that there isn't uh, any systemic racism going on. I mean, you're, you're right. It's a walking contradiction, that, that whole thing in itself. I agree. Let me just say that. And, I agree. And then there was another interview that she did. It was on Liberty um, University. Yes, or, I saw no. that one. Um, or I saw a few where she was at a few universities I, uh, and speaking at seminars and things like that. Yes. Let, okay, wait. Let me skip the Liberty University one. We'll come back to that one. But it, um, where she was on, it was a college. Oh, I wrote it down. Oh, it was something Hill. Um, 
it's a, a show that had the word hill in it. I can't remember the name. Sorry for that. But I, I wanted to make sure that I specifically go to the Each specific one. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I'm not just like speaking off the fly saying, yeah, she said, but it was this interview that she did. And it was like two people, it was a man and a woman talking mm-hmm. and, you know, they let her talk about um, what she's fighting for. And she brought up um, the fact that um, I guess it was sometime last year her um she was with this organization i can't remember the name of it but they Mm -hmm. pretty much um set up an event at the white house for black conservatives which i'm pretty sure people seen a lot of tweets about you know all those black people wearing the make america great hats and stuff at the white house so she was a part of putting that together and she was just talking about how um that they got 400 people to sign up and to come and they were just really excited that 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 they were able to get that many and they were bragging saying that you know there was probably going to be more people that could have came but the time frame that they set it up you know um probably affected how many people actually were able to sign up but they were just like oh yeah we're pretty sure there would have been more people that came but 400 like we're really proud of what we did so after she made that statement um the woman host um asked her a question about what does she feel about um, this administ- the current administration not having that many black people in the administration? And she kind of mm-hmm. cut her off and was like, well, we have Ben Carson and there was somebody else that she named. Um, and she kind of said, I don't think anything of that because, you know, um, I just care about what people think and what they represent. I don't care if there's an actual woman in an administration or... Um, or if there's other black people in an administration, like that's what um, the diversity doesn't have to do anything with color or with, um, you know, their sex. It's more about the diversity of what they think. Like, that's what I care about. And then afterwards, she was like, but why would you ask me um, a question about race to begin with? And the lady, you know, just simply said, well, since you're doing a movement that was trying to, you know, bring black people to the white house to hear these views i just thought you know i just wanted to hear what your thoughts were on um you know the administration not having you know a lot of black people a part of it and she was just like candace just like was going off like i still just don't understand why you would ask me that like i think i saw that and she's like why should i why should i care about that or she's like i'm tired of liberals always bringing up race like liberals always want to bring up race and that's the problem and I'm like and the lady's like but why she was like okay if that's the problem why wouldn't you just have thrown an event for anybody to come out to hear um conservative views like why would you do it just for black people if it's not about race like she's like I didn't bring up race like (laughs) you did I'm just asking a question and she's like, no, you're bringing up race. And she's like, well, where are you trying to call me? Like, right, the, the lady got offended. Like, are you trying to call me racist? She's like, those are not my words. Those are your words. She's like, but you guys are always bringing up race. So it's like, okay. she's like, but the lady's like, I'm not racist. And she's like, I never said that. But you're insinuating because I'm black that I need that I want to um, see black people in office. And the lady's like. I'm not insinuating anything. She's like, why would you have a movement for black people if it's not about race? And I was like, that's a really good question. And she could, Candace couldn't answer it. She was just stuck on the fact that the lady even asked her how she felt about there not being black people in in the White House. And it was like, why would you like, so then at that point in time, I'm like, okay, Candace, you're always talking about how liberals are trying to push their views and they're always bringing up the KKK and all all of that but at the same time it's like and she's like they're just trying to push their agenda and um they know that black said this black people are very emotional and so um they know that they can just push these different narratives in the media to um to get black people to vote um to sway their vote right And it's just like, okay, well, to me, it sounds like you're trying to sway people's vote, but you're trying to act like it's not about race. And But 
the things that you're doing, I guess, behind closed doors or whatever, is racially driven. So I, I see what you're saying, but I, I feel like I disagree a little bit. And I, I, because I remember watching that, and I think, at least based on my understanding, what I feel like what Candace was trying to say is just because someone is black doesn't mean that they represent my. Like, so for you to ask me, like, well, how, how would you feel? Would you feel better if there were more black people in office? All of these niggas can be black. And if nothing is changing for me, like if I'm still voting Democratic, you know, and, and I'm still promoting this welfare system, like it doesn't matter to me if they're black, Hispanic, blue. I want the people who who know the real issues within the community. However, I will say that you have to have people from different backgrounds and different cultures and you have to have a diverse group of people in order to understand a diverse group of people. You know what I mean? Like I'm not I'm not a Muslim woman, so I can't speak on I, I can speak, but I can't speak wholeheartedly on the issues of Muslim women or or whatever the case may be. So in that sense, I don't agree with what she's saying. But I do feel like I see what you're saying. Like it's it is about race because her target audience is the black community. But it's exactly. not about race <laughs> in the sense of who's in office. It's more so like I'm targeting the black community to tell you to wake up and make your own decisions. Like and you look at how many, and you can ask almost any black person, just a common black person that you know, if they're Democratic or Republican, and I guarantee you 90% of them will say Democratic. And then you ask them right. why, and they don't have anything to back that up. It's just like, for example, I asked my friend the other day, I was telling him about Candace, and I was like, well, you know, I, I don't agree with everything she says, but I thought she posed some interesting thoughts, you know, just about why we're all Democrats. And his exact words were, well, the Republicans are all racist. And, and it just baffled me. I said, well, what Republicans are racist? Why would you assume that they're all racist? Go ahead. Who's racist and what have they done that's racist? Explain it to me. And he got mad. He was like, man, you just, you know, you just listened to Candace. So that's why you're saying that. And I'm like, no, I actually tried my hardest to disprove a lot of the things that she was saying. And, and if I agree with some of the things she says, I just agree. So when she says like black people are, or the minority group in general are emotional and our emotions are used against us to fuel the way that we think. I, I feel like I agree with that. Absolutely. Um, it goes back to what we said earlier, that the media has a lot of control over the way people vote and the way people think. And that's absolutely true. Um, for example, Candace said something about during the election uh, time, we were hearing so much from Black Lives Matter. We were hearing so much about police brutality. And as soon as the election happened and Donald Trump was in office, I haven't heard nothing from Black Lives Matter. I mean, really. All right, y'all, we had some technical difficulties. I don't know what's going on, but um, we're going to jump right back into it. What was the last thing that you heard, Rolanda? I heard you mention that you haven't, that you do agree with Candace and that you haven't heard that much um, from Black Lives Matter after the election. Okay, yeah. So that was pretty much where I was ending, like, um, when she says that that black people are fueled by our emotions, I feel like that's very true. Um, like I said, after the election, you don't hear anything about Black Lives Matter. You don't hear anything about the police brutality. You don't hear any real bills being pushed to protect black people. It was like that was used during the election to, you know, oh, Black Lives Matter, we need this, police brutality, the, the people um, against the government, the government is against all black people, white privilege, this, all that. And then now the election is over, Donald Trump is in office and, and where are those where are those people, you know, like where are they still out protesting against the police brutality? And if they are, why isn't it being covered like it was during the election process? You know what I mean? Um, so I feel like there is definitely some truth to what she says when she says that we're fueled by our emotions as black people. And we all know that the media has a very, very, very um, influence. They're very influential in how we think. And, and the way that we choose our political parties and things of that nature, as they should be, because the media was set up to ensure that the government isn't just out here doing whatever the fuck they want to do so they can be exposed, you know? Um, but I do think that there's an element of truth uh, when she says that. Um, and then I also want to reiterate the fact that just because somebody is black doesn't mean that they're going to represent my views, doesn't mean that they're going to have my best interest at heart. So when that lady asked her, you know, how do you feel about they're not being uh, or in um, Trump's current administration, there being a low number of black people in office with him. Um, I, I mean, I can see where Candace might have been like, why? Why should I care? Because, um, for example, Obama, I've heard a lot of people talk about how Obama didn't really do much for the black community. In fact, Obama 
locked up more black people than I want to say any other president. I think there was one more and I will research it so that on the next one I can correct myself. Um, I'm going to write it down right now. But his incarceration rate under Obama is staggering compared to other presidents. And he's a black man. And I'm talking about the incarceration of black people, black men. So I, I feel like I agree with her when she says, like, why would you ask me that? Why should I care if somebody is black and they're in office? I do agree you need people from diverse backgrounds. Absolutely. But for you to target me with that specific question, how is having more black people going to help in office? I need qualified black people. I need qualified thinkers, qualified individuals in office. You know what I mean? Um, so I feel like I, I, I see where the lady's coming from, but I'm inclined to agree a little bit more with Candace on, on that side from, at least from my perspective. Um, so I, those points that she made about not caring whatever I completely agree with but on the same note I do agree with you um because the lady just asked her what her opinion was on it she didn't even like insinuate that she should care she just said like what are your thoughts on that Mm -hmm. um and Candace you know answered with her thoughts saying like well you know I don't really care if there's women representing you know women or if there's black people there to represent like I just care about the I you know the ideas that are being pushed but in the same breath, she tried to clap back by saying, why did you bring up race? That was her argument against the lady. Like, why would you bring up race? And she's like, well, the only reason why I asked is because you just talked about how you were excited about all of the black people you brought to the White House. She said, so she just thought that was an appropriate question following up her you know, praise report on bringing for over 400 black people to the White House. So I was like, why are you getting, you know, like what, why was that a bad question? Or why did it trigger you so much? Yeah, why did it trigger you to like go off on that lady so much? You know, like, I mean, they pretty much had to end the, the interview because like they were going back and forth. And then she was like getting mad at the lady for cutting her off. And then when the lady really tried to explain herself, like all Candace did was just cut her off and was just like, but I don't understand like why liberals always want to bring race into it race this this and that okay like so then the lady had a good follow-up rebuttal it was like okay if it wasn't about race like why didn't you just throw an event for anybody to come like you specifically threw an event for black people to come if it's not about race and, uh, and she couldn't answer the question she just like wanted to harp on the fact like well why was race brought up to begin with <laughs> it's like well you just did a praise report about bringing a group a racial group to the white house but I think that what Candace was trying to do, and please, please, I know you're going to tell me if you think yeah. I'm wrong, so I don't even got to ask that. Um, but I think that what Candace was trying to do is to say, like, wake up, Black people. Like, like wake up. Like, it's not necessarily, like, I want you guys to be in office. Like, it wasn't about who's in office. It's about the Black people. Best. Right. Yeah. The Black people, like, understanding what's being done to them and what, and how they're being used for the vote and nothing else, you know, um, and not necessarily like, I want you guys to be um, in office. I want you running for office. Like, I don't think that was her message. Mm-hmm. I don't think that ever has been her message. It's more so like form your own opinions, do your own research, make sure that you're politically aware of what's going on around you. And in the black community, that's because she is black and she has seen how, how she was raised and how she automatically felt like she should be democratic so she felt like I need to reach out to my people because this disproportionately affects my people. So this is why I brought black people to the White House for them to see the other side, for you to see like it wasn't about whether they were white or Hispanic. It was about Republicans or conservatives welcoming Democrats and liberals for them to see like they aren't racist against you just because you're black actually go and have conversations with them it's the same thing that we tell white people like how are you afraid of black people if you don't spend time with black people you don't know how black people think how they operate and you're just afraid of us simply based on the color of our skin it's the same concept you can't assume that someone is racist and that they don't have your best interest in heart simply because they're Republican or that they're conservative so I think that was more so the route that Candace was trying to take being asked like well how do you feel about there being blacks it's like it's not about that i don't care about them being black or not if they represent my values and i feel that they have my best interest in heart then that is the best candidate that's who i'm going for so they could be all white 
or they could be all black, all Hispanic, all women, all men. It doesn't matter as long as I feel like they're representing my interests. You know, I don't yeah, think Candace well, articulated it well, but no, I think she didn't the, because I mean, I feel like that's what she that was her original answer, but then she came up with this whole like rah rah argument of why'd you bring up race? And the lady was like, the only reason why I brought up race is because you said that you were proud that you you brought that many black people and that your goal was to reach the black community so she just asked her what was her uh, her opinion on the current administration not even like administrations in the past just the current administration not having the rep you know black representation and that was literally what the lady was just asking when we <laughs> um before we cut off i'm not sure if you heard what i said about obama or not um, yes oh oh and i wanted to uh say that too which is another thing so I do believe, you know, that your facts about Obama may be right, but Candace has been, you know, on the record on the stage. She believes that the Clinton administration was the administration that locked up the most black people, to be honest. That and may she, be true. May, I'm not which, sure. I'll, I, like I said, I'm a researcher. Which makes sense because it came right after the war on drugs had started with, um, you know, Reagan and then Bush, I'm mm -hmm. pretty sure, definitely didn't try to, like, stop anything, you know. So it's a trickle-down effect. But, again, that's another thing. War on drugs, every, I'm not saying that there's no race that don't do drugs, but the most people that were affected by it was the ghettos. And the oh, absolutely. And have people of color. So, which that was the whole thing about, like, why fathers aren't in the homes or whatever, and that's what she's trying to fight, but it's just like, okay, you cannot say that there's no type of racism or systemic racism right. if you're fighting those causes, and that's the thing, is like, the, the messages that she's saying, I don't disagree with, but when it comes to, like, okay, don't listen to liberals or conservatives are right because there's no such things as racism in America anymore. It's like, why are you doing, why are you, quote unquote, being an activist for people of color, but also slapping them in the face and telling them that they're hallucinating and that, you know, that they're afraid of absolutely nothing. Like they have nothing to fear. And this is just something that liberals are shoving down our throats when it's like, for instance, okay, when she talks about her situation at being in high school mm -hmm. and she doesn't like to be called a victim right. of uh, a, a racial or hate crime or whatever, mm -hmm. but technically, quote unquote, she was a victim of uh, a hate crime where basically, um, I guess she says it has something to do with her having a boyfriend and she stopped hanging out with a group of friends, which so happened to be um, a white guy that um, got you know drunk one day and convinced him and his friends uh, to leave four nasty voicemails with racial slurs and that things with racial right. slurs uh -huh. that you know um, talked about doing the same thing that was done to Martin Luther King and so on and so forth where I mean the S she brought it up at school to the teacher and the S FBI got involved and there was this whole media nightmare right? right and these kids got in trouble for it and so she says like she realized that um, the trauma from that made her uh, become anorexic yes. in college, which is like, okay, well, there's clearly an issue. You were affected by it, but she's like, I don't feel like anything, like the kids deserve the punishments that they had because they were just trying to be mean. And it was like, okay, maybe in the sense with that situation their high school and they're being stupid they were trying to be mean but you can be mean without bringing up race you can be mean <laughs> right you know and i think for that specific thing i i simply do not agree with her because it would be different if they were like elementary kids but like right. you're in high school like you're able to think for yourself you know at this exactly, point right and you, you know exactly right from wrong what buttons you knew exactly what buttons you were pushing. Absolutely. At that Absolutely. And um, and y'all I mean, did it with four of y'all. Y'all just in here laughing and talk about talking about her. And then y'all did multiple messages. It wasn't just one. You continue right. to do this. Multiple ones. Right. Yeah. So for and then to say, like, you know, I don't believe that there's racism. I just believe that there's people being mean. Okay. Charlotteville wasn't people just being mean. Um 
you know, in which she believes that that was possibly people being hired. She thinks that, um, you know, a lot of times at these rallies or whatever, where there are like KKK or, or you know, like nationalists or whatever you want to call them, um, are possibly just a hoax of people being hired. Okay, but you can't ignore that K- the KKK existed at one point in time and was hardcore, like, coming for black people and you can't say that they just completely went away like they still have a website if i'm not mistaken people are still registered like you they had kids and their kids had kids and they they're raising their kids off of those beliefs right and it's like so that so i'm conflicted with her because i i do feel like some of the the things that she is pushing and the messages that she's trying to get out, like of, you know, hearing people out and hearing the side, like, Oh, you're being fed lies. I I do believe, you know, that there is some form of that, but at the same time, you can't sit here and say the same thing that we hear on the other side, like from the Fox news and stuff, we hear that, Oh, there's no such thing as racism all the time on the news. But who do we hear it from? We hear it from people who aren't of color. We hear it from people who don't experience the same things that we experience. Right. And so that was that's where my issue is with her, and especially when she was like, oh, my grandfather tells me stories about how he was branded by the KKK mm-hmm. um, back in his day. But then she also, in the same breath, talks about how her grandfather's uh, time when he was, you know, like adulting or whatever, right it was the best time in america for him because he economically he was um better off he was able to own his own home and and support his family and uh, and And it's like okay it's the same thing that happened with the black panthers the black panthers was doing well for their communities and then the fbi shut that down so which goes into my uh, next segment of Black Lives Matter. You you did hear a little bit from Black Lives Matter after the election, especially with the Stephen Clark situation, the guy that like got shot in his grandparents' backyard. Mm-hmm. But also during the rise of Black Lives Matter with them becoming more and more popular, of course, the news was showing them on TV, but they were trying to twist the narrative. And um, actually, Black Lives Matter was uh, now considered uh, by the government a hate organization. So, of course, they have to, like, probably do some rebranding or some stuff. But, you know, like, that's what what happened once they really started getting a movement going. They're like, oh, well, they're anti-police. Black Lives Matter is was never anti-police. They were anti- um, Police brutality. Excessive force. Yeah. Excessive force. Right. They're anti-excessive force. But since people started backing them up and they started getting more notoriety, what did the narrative go to? It, it went to their hate crime, their anti-police. And then, you know, they had to come up with the Blue Lives Matter. And it's like no one ever said Blue Lives didn't matter. Right. We're just saying that a lot of Black lives don't matter. And so that was the part that just really irritated me because I'm like, who are you really for? Like you're to me, you seem like a smoke and mirrors type of person. Like you're out here trying to act like you're for the black people, but you are pushing some of these narratives that we hear from people who scare us. Which is why I say like I don't agree with everything that she says. Like I I like the fact that she tells you, you know, to challenge the norm. I like what she says about the welfare system, about getting your black fathers back in the home. And I think probably the one thing that I like the most about her is that she encourages people to do their own research. And I do that even for her. Like, yes, you know, you can have a good mouthpiece and you can make it sound all pretty and look all presentable. But at the end of the day, what what is, is there anything of substance that you're saying to me, you know? And, and I think that it's so easy in our era for people. We just, we hear something, it sounds good. We go, oh, put a bow on it. That's what I'm buying, you know, like, I'm, I'm running with that. And it's like, yes, I like Candace. I tell people to go and listen to her because she absolutely challenges the norms. But I would hope that y'all are forming your own opinions and you're not just taking this lady's <laughs> words at face value. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> Especially with her talking about, oh, her grandparents were better off during the Jim Crow era. Like, girl, that was segregation like well okay okay but so quick to tell people that they don't know their black history but that was when segregation was at the highest like what are you talking about i 
and this is just me personally, like, and this was before I ever even heard of Candace. Um, I would talk to older people um, specifically about, um, is it what, Tulsa, Oklahoma, where they had the Black Wall Street? Is that where it yes. was? Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. So I would talk to, to, you know, just older people about during the times of segregation. And I have heard, and these are just their opinions, but I've heard a lot of older people say that, that they felt like they were better off because when they were segregated, they were able to have their own community. So you had black doctors because you couldn't go to a white doctor. You had black uh, business owners because you couldn't go to white businesses. You know what I mean? And then when segre- once we were desegregated and everybody was integrated, then that's when they started to lose their land. They started to lose their wealth. They started to lose businesses within the black community. And we started going and like the black dollar lost its value. You know what I mean? And we but that, yeah, but that is where the issue lies at its, at the core, because at, as a human, I shouldn't have to only stay in my community. And nowadays, I can see a white doctor if I want to. Now, do I think I'm going to be treated fairly? Maybe, maybe not, you know, depending on the things. Like, if I, I know, you know, I know my body, and if they're trying to tell me something different, I might just go seek another opinion. Right. But at the same time, like, that was, that's the issue. And then we're, although they're trying to say, like, oh, you guys are segregating, you're free to move about, you know, your own it's like not really like back then it was separate but equal and it's like why did it have to be separate why can't it just be equal Mm. and that that's where it's like okay america wasn't that great because at the end of the day oh no no i don't i do not agree with the narrative of make america great again because i don't feel like what era is that exactly like make it great again the again part is what bothers me because at yeah. least for with our community, we've been on a steady climb of, of getting out of that, out of slavery, you know? I mean, slavery only ended, or segregation, I mean, only ended what? Like, what was it, 1963? In some parts of America, they're, like, I went to college in Huntsville, which is an hour outside of Houston, and that uh, that city from my understanding, from my, my uh, knowledge of the city, they didn't desegregate until the 70s. Right. So it wasn't very long ago that we were dealing with these issues, getting water hosed and, or, you know, yeah, hosed down by the, the fire department and, 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 you know, all of those things that, that our people experienced and went through. Um, so when you say make America great again, that definitely, I mean, for any time I hear somebody say that, I ask, so what era exactly are you talking about? And I haven't had anyone been able to give me a, a logical, clear answer and, and make America great again for who? And that's also my question. Like, who, what, who's America? You know, are you talking about and what greatness are you trying to, to garner in? Now, if you say make America great, OK, I'm all for it. But great again. I mean, we have a very, very dark past. <laughs> so what? I'm not sure and- what you're talking about there. I, and that's where it's just like, you know, like the the girl talks about how she's all for the facts and facts, 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 facts. But, you know, like you said, you don't necessarily have to take everything for face value that she says. Right. But I just feel like I can't get over the fact that I feel like she's actually she's straddling the line. And, yeah, maybe people call her a coon and compare her to the quote unquote phrase of a house nigga. It's like you you are, you know, being you're you are taking on that uh that role. <laughs> that role, yes, that role and this is just one more example and I'm gonna wrap it up because uh, I you know Yeah, yeah, no worries. I have to bounce. But for this perfect example, she talks about how she um how there's more like when people hit her with the question of like you don't believe that there's racism then why are so many black people being killed and she's like well actually if you look at the numbers um in 2017 the year where there were 16 black people killed by police there were actually way more white people and hispanics that were killed by police than black people now the only number that she threw out was 16 Mm-hmm. right and she's like but you can go online and you could just do your own research and see how many people were actually killed so what people's argument was and I, I hate that some people couldn't 
finish their argument, but everybody knows a lot of things don't get reported by the news, especially when it comes to people of color. So maybe you were able to find higher numbers on other races when you Google it for that year because those things were reported more than the 16 (laughs) people that we heard about that were killed by police. We all know for a fact there's no way in the world that only 16 people were killed by police in America that year. Those were the 16 people that we heard about. Right. Just like when you go into a Walmart and you see that missing people, you know, page, we don't hear about hardly any of those people. Right. But you can go to any Walmart and see for that area specifically all those people that are missing Mm -hmm. so it's like you lost your argument but i mean that's what your clapback is to people and you're so quick to people to call people stupid it's like people aren't really stupid they they know better they may not be able to articulate it as well as you can with your your answers and your comebacks but it's like to me you're attacking people um for believing in some of the things that the news is saying and um, some of the liberal, I guess, agendas by calling them stupid and dumb and all of that stuff. But that doesn't make your uh, party any better because we all know that both sides of the government, um, they can't please everybody. And right. they, they both do things that are controversial on both ends, you know, like, let's be honest like the last three presidents we have there's been war wars going on and it's like everybody is not for war and some people are for war yeah and and one more thing sorry i really can't like this is what really got me (laughs) my my ears perked up on her when she brought up colin kaepernick and um about how he was disrespectful to veterans and to the military i am a military brat most of my family have um, served in Mm -hmm. the military and in wars and believe me you not one of them are offended by colin kaepernick and it has nothing to do with his skin color (laughs) i believe that he was told by a veteran that kneeling was better than him sitting down because originally he sat down and that is, and that's another thing. It's like, okay, you always talk about the things that liberals are pushing. That is something conservatives push. That's their main argument as to why they don't agree with Colin Kaepernick. And I do agree with her to some point. Oh, it's his job. You know, like, you know that the national anthem um, is a part of your job. And she's like, he's taking, like, people nowadays, um, like, Hollywood is liberal, so they're taking the fun out of the awards and the Oscars and the Emmys and all of that stuff. She's like, they should keep politics out of it. Okay, right. So if that's the case, why do we even play a national anthem at sporting events? If we really want to separate politics from stuff, like let's truly separate it. Like why are we even pledging allegiance at any of these sporting events if they're just for fun and entertainment? Like where are, you know... American history has been putting politics into some of the entertainment, especially um, that movie Birth of a Nation that was promoting the KKK and that's politics right there. But I mean, that was in theaters and people were going to see this movie, not the Birth of a Nation that just recently came out, but the original one. If you saw Black Klansmen, that is the movie that they're actually watching mm-hmm. um, right after the induction. And I only know about that movie because um I studied film in, in college, and that was um, some, something that we spent weeks on, um, that particular movie in general. So yeah. I could pick, a, pick that movie apart, <laughs> but it just irritates me that she was pushing the whole Colin Kaepernick, like, being disrespectful agenda, and it's like, he was not being disrespectful. I like, think... At work, maybe, yes, but he could have chose a different place to do it. But at the end of the day, if he knows that that is his actual platform. Right. That's what I was going to say. Use it. Like, go for it. Exactly. Because his his work is different. I I don't like that he's at work. He is an entertainer at the end of the day. So you can't say work. to put politics in his workplace. So why can't he express how he feels about politics in his workplace if it's implemented in his workplace? Right. And I feel like ultimately it's his right as an American. Like, 
I don't have to, I mean, and I don't believe that it was disrespectful either. And you know me, people call me disrespectful all the time. I don't give two fucks about that. But um, I think that it's his right as an American. He don't have to respect the flag. <clears throat> Excuse me. He don't have to respect your views, your opinions. That's, that's one of the, the greatest things about being an American is you can tell somebody, fuck you and mean it. Like, I, I yeah. don't care about how you feel about it. I think that my main issue, and I love Candace, I do, but my main issue with her is that I think what sums it all up is that she sort of lacks compassion. And it's like everything has to be so um, pragmatic with her and everything has to be logical. And and I think that with that pragmatism, she's lost her empathetic side. She doesn't, it's like there's no compassion for what people are going through. Like you said, it's either you agree with me or you fucking stupid. And it's like, no, like there, there, there is a middle ground in, you know, here of what's going on. It's not just black or white or liberal and conservative like there's there's more to each story you know yeah and it just made me think about too like why you sat there and um try to like really shut this lady down about bringing up race when you talk about Colin Kaepernick why does his race matter exactly pokes fun at the fact that he's mixed yeah she's like he's he's not even fully black black. yeah yeah I saw like you're now that's a racist comment because we all know within the black community and even Hispanic communities we have racism within our own like you're being racist to the fact that he has a parent that's not black like And you talk about, like, how race doesn't matter as long as it's the views. So the fact that his views doesn't align with your views, now his race matters. Exactly. Exactly that. That that is exactly what I was going to say. It's like, I like the idea that she is, her arguments, but when it comes to the contradictions to her argument, I can't fool with her because she is a walking contradiction. And And it might have something to do with age. And this is new to her. This is new fame to her. You know, she's the mm-hmm. Cardi B of like of politics. Conservative, <laughs> you know, so she still got a little of her ratchetness going on, you know. Mm-hmm. But that is where I had to be like, you know what, sis? Nah, I'm good. I can't rock with you because you are a contradiction. And your contradiction, no offense, sounds at like coonery I'm not, I'm not calling you a coon, but your contradictions put you in that realm and that's why people can't fool with you especially people of your race because you say things that contradict what you're quote-unquote fighting for i think that's a perfect stopping point right there i um and I agree with you. Like, and that's why I love Candace because it sparks so much controversy and so much debate. And, and that's ultimately what, I, what I'm here for. I want people to form their own opinions. Like I said, I feel like I'm a moderate. I'm always going to be somewhere in the middle. And I try my best to see both sides of the, the scale, if you will. Um, but yeah, I, I, I agree with you that um, there's some contradictions there. But I, I encourage everybody to you know, go listen and form your own opinions. What do y'all think about sister? Let us y'all know. She's gonna get under y'all skin. Let me tell you, because I was like, "Yes, honey, yes," and then I was like, "Oh, what? Oh, hold on." But see, I think you were like, "Ooh," because you're able to form your own opinions. Some people listen; they just like right on, and I'm like, "Yeah, I like, I like what you're saying. I don't agree with yeah. everything, but I do like, you know, I like where you're trying to go. You need a little bit of help." It's not even necessarily me being opinionated. It's me being able to hear somebody and comprehend what they're saying. And I comprehend what you said in one breath and then comprehend how you also pretty much like made any all of the stuff that you originally say not matter by saying certain things as I just don't believe racism exists. Mm. you bring up race but get mad that other people bring up race but you don't believe it exists and it's like at the end of the day people are like oh race shouldn't matter but it it does matter and we just can't ignore it whether we agree with all of the things that we try to put in the race box it still matters absolutely (laughs) like we're a melting pot so Mm-hmm. Nice chocolate melting pot. Mm. <laughs> well, I thank you so much, Rallender, for coming and and speaking your your um your mind on old Candace. Um I really do. I appreciate it. And I think you had very valid points. And I'm and I'm glad that you were able to say those things. Um, because I feel the same way. Like 
kind of like, hmm, that's interesting. Like, I think it's, I really encourage people to go listen. It's funny to me. I'll just be like, I'll watch and I'll hear kind of how she breaks some people down. Um, and like you said, there'll be times where she can't explain anything. So she just gets that in her clapback She just mode. does a clapback. Uh-huh. Yeah. People, people kind of shut down because she's very, like, dominant. But it's like those people uh, she just she hasn't found the right one and it's like i would definitely uh have a debate and it's not even trying to like who can clap back the most it's not but it's just like let me address your con your contradictions and i want to really figure out like what did you mean by that because none of the stuff that you're saying now actually makes sense to me and then for and then to last thing i guess we'll close it off after this like I think because she does have such a large platform that it is important for her to, to yes. make sure that she's accurate because right. so many people will just listen to you and be like, oh, she's black, I'm going to listen exactly. to her. Or she's a woman, she, I'm going to listen to her. She's a conservative, I'm on her she's team. international now. She right. talks about like how people, um, they transcribe her messages in different languages. Absolutely. Like, that is where my problem is because like you are pushing you know, the agenda that people see the Trump administration pushing and that's why he's not popular internationally but then now they're saying oh there's a black person so maybe he's not racist yeah like maybe I had it all wrong and like no because her she just contradicts herself and that's probably not the best person to follow or to speak on for all black people because that's what they're going to assume that you're the poster child for all black people absolutely Oh, man. Okay, I know you got to go, and I know we can talk indefinitely about anything. So thank you so much, Rolanda. I really appreciate your time, your word. Y'all give her another hand clap of praise, can you, please? <laughs> thank you. Thank you, guys. I, I love being on the show. But of course, yeah, of course. I'm, like, I'm t- almost tempted to make a video and leaving it in her YouTube comments, or even if we could put this podcast in her YouTube comments, because I got questions, sis. Like real, quick. and you know, Candace. In the event that you happen to listen to bitching with Brian on the slim chance that you do, we would love to have you on the show too, sister. Come defend yourself. You know, let us yeah. know how you feel about this. Explain yourself. Confused. Yeah, come to the front of the congregation, boo, because we just need some clarification. That's all. Yeah, just a little bit. And you know, like I said, I still love Candace. I love the fact that she's pushing the narrative. She's pushing the norms and she's challenging. Well, at least she challenged me to think. And I was mm-hmm. like, I started looking things up and trying to research and disprove some of the things that she's saying. So um, I would encourage everybody to do the same. Um, I don't want to ramble. So I thank everybody for tuning in to this week's episode of Bitching with Brian. Be sure to like, comment, subscribe, rate me, repost, all that fun stuff. Y'all can catch me on Twitter at Bitching with Brian. Um, you know, y'all can get at me on Instagram, my personal one. That's the underscore Brian Banks, T-H-E underscore Brian Banks. Brian with the I, not a Y. Same thing on Snapchat. And you can follow me on Facebook if you're feeling foolish. Uh, that's Brian Banks. Y'all find me anywhere. Um, again, thank you, Rolanda, so much. And uh, y'all have a good night, okay? Good night. All right. Bye. Bye-bye.